0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishnanos. We are starting the Uddhav Gita. This is uh, the last message of Sri Krishna, chapter 9. We had finished in verse 25 yesterday and we had discussed about how the mind can be purified. And I had given you all six pointers how it can be done. The path of devotion. So today we are going to continue from where we left. It is 27 verse. Chapter 9. The mind of a man who thinks of sense objects is attached to them. But the mind of one who remembers me is merged in me alone. The discussion of the mind has been going on for quite some time. Like I said yesterday again. But what is this mind all about? Mind is considered as one of the sheaths. It is the subtle body. The subtle body which creates so much of disturbance in everybody. So this mind of man is always connected this i told you it's a sheath now sheath is literally like if you have seen russian dolls you know they go and sit one inside each other so just assume that there are 3 dolls the one on top which you see has very beautiful painting on it and it looks very nice so the one which you see is the Physical body or what we call as a gross body. If I open that, below that I will find the next one which is called the subtle body. Mind is a part of the subtle body. Subtle means that which you cannot catch by the way, which you cannot actually touch or feel. Because it is not physical in that sense. But it is the most disturbing aspect of our bodies and then we come to the third one if you remove the second one then the third one the third one is what is called as anandmaikosha or causal body but it is something which puts us in this universe which is full of maya It is the most ignorant of all it brings ignorance to us Literally covering the real us. If I have to describe it to you, just imagine there is a child that is born, has no clue what is happening in this world, may not have opened his eyes also, but still feels something is happening and is no, we say now You become wide-eyed after that. Oh, what is this happening? Just think like that. It is. It's a part of the being who has absolutely no clue. In between that, there is a layer. So this is the intellectual body. Okay, it's an intellectual sheath. Now this intellectual sheath contains a lot of information knowledge, so on and so forth. We have from the past life, we have bought in a lot of dross with us. And that comes as a package deal for us. But it also contains the intellectual being that we are. There are two kinds of intelligence. One is the higher one and one is the lower one. What we use in the material world is called the lower intelligence. I will give you a funny thing which happens with us, material world and the spiritual world. The two absolutely opposite way of thinking. Look at it. In the material world you are told you have to be passionate about everything. You have to be passionate about your job. You have to be passionate about your life. You have to be passionate about your spouse, your children, the way you live in this world. You go to any of those management uh, seminars or where you get all those motivational talks. Yes, you got to have the passion is what they say. In the spiritual domain, we tell you become dispassionate. That passion needs to be totally curbed. So are they diagonally opposite of each other? I mean this is what you may think. There is nothing like that. You have been given sufficient time in the material world to become passionate. Remember this. Passion can die by the time you are even 16. Then you become completely disillusioned by life. It happens to many people. Somebody will say, I wanted to take up, you know, commerce, but my family forced me to take up science. Disillusioned. Somebody says, I wanted to take up science, but I was forced to take up arts because I didn't get the marks. So in both the cases, you will find the person holds the world responsible, not themselves. You are your own master. Remember that. Have you not been taking decisions in your life till the age of 16? What you have to eat, you know that very well. How you have to sleep, you know that very well. Which friends you have to make, that also you know. You know everything. But when you are not able to get the stream that you want, it is very easy to blame the world. They didn't get give me admission. Okay. And then what else? My family forced me into this. So disillusionment can start there. Sometimes the disillusionment starts after graduation. You are an engineer, you are a doctor, you might be anything. You know, you you come out of the college and you are trying to search for a job and you are trying to find a foothold somewhere in the industry. Disillusionment comes very fast because you are thinking that you are some great shakes and you, you need to get the managing director or the CEO's position right at the age of 20 or 25. You think that you know too much. But you get some clerical job or some from you know programmer or some such kind of a small petty kind of a job or maybe you become a delivery boy or you work in a McDonald's. You understand? In a fast food joint. Then what happens to you? Disillusionment comes in. And when that disillusionment comes in The complete purpose of life is lost. So now think there are people who rise in their career. They can become the CEO of an organization by the time they are 40, 35, 40 they become some great shakes. And then one fine day they are replaced by somebody else. Or in some cases they have done a lot of fraud you know. Economic fraud. A lot of people I think you know and they have to go to jail again. Now did you see, notice that the passion remains with a person as many number of years as they wish to have. So it is not dependent on the universe outside. It is dependent on the person. You can get disillusioned by the time you are 20 or 25. And you can curse and blame the whole world. But whose hand is it in to at least raise themselves? It's in your hands. So let us assume that the passion is there for many many years now. When you go on to the path of spiritual. The first thing that you are told is become dispassionate. The immediate answer is I don't have to like anything. I just got to hate everything and throw it out. Nobody says that. Dispassion actually doesn't mean removing things from your life and chucking them away. No. If you cannot control your mind, yes, You see, think about it. If you are such a sissy that you cannot control your mind, your mind is more stronger than you, then at such times then you have to resort to, you know, those places where you get close, you know, you cannot even reach the object. You have to go away from those objects. People who cannot control their mind, they are supposed to shy away from the objects, keep them away, not in front of their eyes. But those who have a good mind, they can keep the objects right in front of their nose and yet not look at it. They can still become dispassionate by keeping the object in front of them. These are stronger people. The weaker ones are, even if the name of, oh, this is a very nice drink. The moment the word falls in their ears, they get disillusioned and they say, oh, I got to have my drink, you know. Those are weaklings. Imagine there is somebody in your life who has made you miserable. Maybe the boyfriend or maybe some person in life. You have removed that person out of your life. Okay, because you are a weak person in your mind, you are still getting attacked, you know, attracted towards that. But imagine that person coming in front of you, what happens or just the name of the person crops up in your feed. The anger shoots up. These are weaklings. They are not able to control their mind. So mind is a very important tool. Please understand this. You should be able to control the mind. Mind should not be able to control you. If the mind controls you, you are like a ghost. You know, remember the ghost is only a subtle body. It doesn't have a physical body. But you are like a ghost in that body. You have no control over anything. A mind has to be controlled. So Krishna is going to teach us certain techniques of controlling the mind. If I get a chance today, we will do or otherwise I will have to do it coming week. So the mind of a man who thinks of sense objects is attached to them. So if you think of a sense object, even dream of it, even I mean imagine this thing comes in your dream. This person you try to avoid comes in your dream. Why? The dreams you create by the way. There is no some greater force in this universe which is going to oh put a dream in your No. You create the dream and if that dream comes to you and you get completely disturbed then you are a very weak person. So The mind of a man who thinks of sense objects is attached to them. Attachment is the cause of misery in this world. Please know this. Any person who gets attached to any object, person, thing, place, whatever. That person who is attached gets trapped in the cycle of birth and death. That is rebirths happen to that person. How many stories have I given in the past about the king who kept on thinking about the deer? He had to come back, isn't it? Likewise, if you keep on thinking of the object or a person and if it is disturbing your mind, it is going to be the cause of your misery. You are going to keep on coming back again and again to meet the same person or the thing in your life. Why would you want to do that? So, if an object is disturbing you, there is no way in which you can get out of this life. Even if it is a person. Now when I say disturbing, it means even attraction, okay. It is not just, it is not just repulsion, it is attraction as well. Repulsion means I hate that person, I don't want that person. And attraction means I love this person. This person, I I was asked a few days ago by a person, he said, you know, I love my fiance so much that I want to be with her in all my lives. So Guruji can you please tell me how I can be with her in all my lives. It's just a fiance just now. Okay. Get married and see. Then you will say I don't want this person in my life after this. Why are you thinking like that just now? That object has come in front of you. Okay, you have liked it. Fine, fine, fine. Everything is fine. Tomorrow you may go and get married four times in your life. Then what happens? Or you are like Elizabeth Taylor uh, or Richard Burton. Then what happens? Uh, These things cannot be controlled. And then which husband of yours you are in love with? Or which boyfriend of yours you are in love with or which girlfriend you are in love with. There is no way of saying anything. But if you keep on, you know, getting attracted to that object or getting repulsed by that object, you have to come back to life again and again and again. And believe me, it is not necessarily a human birth. If you think it is going to be a human birth, you are mistaken. You may become a toad. Understand a toad Hmm. and the other person may become something else which loves to eat the toad. Who knows? So why do you want to get that? So this attraction or repulsion in the mind is the cause of misery to everybody. But the mind of one who remembers me constantly is merged in me. You have to remember Krishna constantly. Absolutely. At all given points in time. Why is that object coming in front of you? Even if the object comes, it doesn't matter. Though I had given you an understanding about passion and dispassion just now. I don't have the time right now to do that. But I will do one thing. I will create a small video for you all to get an understanding of what is this passion and what is this this passion. How do you get out of it and yet not get out of it? Hmm? Maybe you can see that in the future. So, we move to verse 28. Therefore, giving up the dwelling of unreal things which are no better than dreams or fancies, concentrate the mind clarified by devotion to me on me. So Krishna says can you give up dwelling on these unreal things? The unreal thing. Why is a person dependent on the unreal thing? Think what exactly are these words? What is? Why is it unreal? The unreal is because You have got attracted towards that object. Attract or repulsed. Both are same. Okay. In your life, have you not done this N number of times? If you are in fifth standard, you met some friend of yours. I say, you are my best friend and buddy. BFF. And then you come to the college level. What happened to your BFF? I don't know where he's studying now. Oh, you don't know where he is studying now. But you were BFF at that time, isn't it? Yeah, you never wanted to leave him. When you come to college, you have your college mates and suddenly you are again BFF. And now a new group, okay. And then with the new group, you say, I never want to leave you all. You know, wherever you go, I will also go. So one joins the engineering stream, one joins the you know medical stream and the third one joins architecture or something like that. You think they are going to meet again? Never. But what happened to that BFF? It went out of the way. Now just imagine somebody cheats on you. Okay. You are grown up. The person cheats on you. You are 21 years old. You might be 50 years old also. You will still think about that person you know. 21 years. I was so young. He cheated on me. My whole life changed because of that person. I hate that person. Oh, did you understand that? Because of one person your life changed? That means you are not a master of your destiny. Your your life is not ruled by Krishna. You think you are some weakling who has been, you know, led with a, you know, this thing. What do you call that? A rope in the nose and said, okay, now you come on this side. It's never like that. You are not a chicken in the coop. And you are not a weakling. But yet, because of the mind, you keep on dwelling on that subject. And all the other people around will say, What is this nonsense? Why is this person still thinking of that person? The whole world can see that this person is an idiot except that person himself or herself. The person can never see that because those who are deluded can never think that they are wrong. Delusion is a powerful thing. They will give you reasons why they are right. And the whole world can look at it and say, you know, this person is an idiot. Cannot even understand. Blames everything except themselves. Such is the mind. A mind can create imagery and all that imagery can actually be unreal. But it feels real for the person. Why? Because they dwell in their mind. Mind as I told you is a part of the subtle body. It is nonsensical. It doesn't actually exist. Can you catch your mind anywhere? Can anybody even in science tell us where the mind is? Nobody can say. They will say you know. We are going to try to do something to the left part of the brain. The right part of the brain. We will charge this thing and that thing. Oh, what are you actually trying? It is like, you know, you are switching on the light in one room and switching off in another room. That's it. Does it mean you have done something great? Still, the mind is not going to listen to that person. Yeah. Many a times when you remove that electric connection only, no. You understand there are some people who have to go to that lobotomy, they call it lobotomy. Lobotomy means removing a part of the brain. It is like removing the electrical connection from that room only. Oh, now the person doesn't have a mind. It is not that he doesn't have a mind. He's already created those ideas. By the way, they are going to be existing in him till next life and the next life and the next life and the next life. How does that work? Well, well, Think like this. Three lifetimes ago you were an elephant. Hmm? Three, Remember this. Three lifetimes ago you were an elephant. And then you became a crocodile. And then you became a fly. And now you have become a human being. The karma which you have to give up in this life, that is prarabdha karma which you have to work for right now, Do you think just because you had three different lives that karma is gone, erased out? No way, no way. It has not got erased anywhere. You might be an elephant, you might be a crocodile, it can be anybody. Still that karma is not going to go go away. The lobotomy is not going to remove the karma. Do you get the point? Even if you take the object away from that person, that thing doesn't go away. Please remember this. If you have a husband or a boyfriend who has cheated and who has done something, who has ditched you or dropped you, whatever that might have happened and it was a very sad case and you may say, oh, out of sight, out of mind. It has never gone out of sight and out of mind. It is stored in your database. You may not recollect the database. Okay? It is like the memory stored somewhere. You may not open that folder. But the folder will get opened in some other lifetime of yours. You are going to meet the same idiot again. Why would you want to do that? There is no way in which you can avoid this kind of a situation. Therefore, Giving up the dwelling on unreal things. Can you stop dwelling on subject matters? Many people come to me and they will say, Guruji, my life is not going anywhere. You know, I have a problem in my life. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And you just ask them, what is the problem? The problem, you know, I am still having these issues, I don't have the money, I don't have these, I don't have that, my boss was bad, my husband was bad, my boyfriend was bad, my wife was bad. Oh, but that happened how many years ago? Some time back. And that some time back is still affecting you. How does that work? Are you not holding on to that thing in your mind? And that is the reason why you are stuck up. So even if I try to change the subject and I say you got to progress in your path, the person after one minute will go back to the same place. I can't do anything, you know. So I have to bring that person again back. Have you seen bulls? Bullock cart, you know, bullock cart. These people are like bulls, especially. What do they do? I have to give them one poke. Then they will go tuk, 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 and after one minute again, they will slow down. Because they are thinking about their past. Okay, okay. Again, I have to give them one more poke and then they will go a little faster. Then they'll again slow down. Yeah, I'm sure you have met so many bulls in your life. They don't want to move. They always want to stay back and think about the subject. And if you ask them, why are you thinking of it? They will say, I am not thinking about it. The first lie from their mouth is always like this. I am not thinking. But you see, but and if are two words given by English language, which will tell you, but and if. Blame everybody else except yourself. Move on, move on. So Krishna says, can you just think about me and move on. Therefore, give up dwelling on unreal things. These are unreal things. They have not actually happened. Nobody has ditched you. Nobody has punctured you. Nobody has murdered you. Your parents or your father, your mother, your husband, your wife is not actually responsible. It is unreal. They have not slowed you down. You have slowed yourself down. You are not progressing because you are still dwelling in the past. Can you move ahead? They are no better than dreams or fancies. Everything is just a dream or a fancy. You know when you open your eyes your dream vanishes, isn't it? Concentrate the mind clarified by devotion to me. On me, He says the only thing you got to do is eliminate everything from your life and focus your mind only on me. When you focus your mind on me, then nothing is going to trouble you because now your mind is mine. I can use it for the purpose that I have created it. If you have all the junk of other people's properties, things, everything in you, you are not a good person. You are not allowing me to use your mind for my purposes. Krishna is saying this. If you are going to make your mind think about something else, then you are not a person who is devoted to me. Then you are devoted to that object. It might be hatred or it might be like. You see both these things are same. If you like that person or you hate that person or that object or whatever, it might be a property dispute, it might be anything. If you are still going to dwell in that subject matter, And with your ifs and buts, you are still going to be in that. Then I am sorry, you are no good to me. Then you are not my devotee at all because you are dwelling in something else. We move to the next verse. Verse 29 from chapter 9 of the Uddhav Gita. The man of self-control should avoid from a safe distance the company of women as well as now in this slash men. Okay, slash men. As well as those who associate with the latter sit in a secluded and a congenial place and ever alert think of me. These are two verses, more or less the same. Verse 30 says, No other association causes so much misery and bondage as that of a woman, man and those of the associates with them. Now, what is he talking about? If you do not have self-control, this is the line which we need to remember constantly. He is not talking about the objects. He is talking about your mind. If you cannot have any self-control, you are going to get lost in that. So, if there is any object which is so much attractive or repulsive to you, you do not have any self control at all. And if you keep on rubbing on the same subject over and over and over again, you are not going to be anywhere in the future with Krishna. You are not serving the purpose. So if somebody doesn't serve the purpose in a company, let us say you are working for an organization and you are a CEO of a company. And if there is a person who is causing a lot of problems, losses to the company, what would you do? Check that person out of the company, isn't it? Now you may say, does Krishna do that? Well, it's a simple thing. The person's development stops there itself. There is a full stop there. Wherever the person says, I don't want to go further. I want to dwell on this subject. You are not serving my purpose. Full stop. I will see you in the next life. When is your next life going to be with Krishna again? Think. 10,000 lives later maybe. Do you get the point? You are not going to be born as a human being again. Who said that? That you are going to be born as a human? You stopped it over there itself, isn't it? Is it necessary that you will be born on this earth also? Maybe you will be some virus in some other uh, you know, outer space. Who knows? Don't know. Or you might become a rock out there. They say, in you know, a third rock from the sun, you may be the millionth rock away from the sun. When does the rock's life end? No idea. So, why would you want the 10,000 lives more to be born as a human? If you are born as a stone a rock or something like that, then you are goner, isn't it? You are finished. Then there is nothing in this world till Ram comes and kicks you. Maybe you will then become somebody. But otherwise, why would you want to stop doing something which he is telling you to do? Why are you dwelling in the mind? Do you want to be a good tool? Working for yourself so that you can get liberated from this life? Then don't go and do something like that. Don't stop your progress and this progress is something which should not be you know considered as something very small why please remember this there is a story where balrama has been with krishna born with krishna for many many lifetimes isn't it sometimes he is born as a human as a lakshmana he was born as a human As Balrama, he is born as a human. But otherwise, what is he in his life? Snake. Adishesha, they call him. But wasn't that life of Lakshmana good? Yes. Wasn't that life of Balrama good? Yes. Why would he want to not have that life? So not listening or not doing exactly what is being mentioned is not right. You may be Balrama. You might be Sudarshan. You might be anything. You might be the Gada which he carries. You might be even the Kamal that he carries. Doesn't matter. But if you go against, Sudarshan went against him. He had to take multiple lives in his every lifetime that he came it's only a rarity that he got a human life. Why would anybody want to do that even if they are the closest to him? Even if it is shamantaka, the jewel or it is kaustub. Why would that kaustub as a human, when born as a human want to do something or oh, I don't want to listen to you, I want to listen to my mind. No. There is a way out of this surrender. Okay. So we come to this portion where association with others, a woman's association with a man and a man's association with a woman is going to lead you towards what is called generations after generations after generations creation. How does that happen? Well, are you not creating seeds for the future? The sannyasis don't get married, you know that, no? They don't throw their seeds around. Sannyasis and sannyasinis, you know, they don't get married. They don't throw their seeds around to create further trees. You understand, further fruits of the trees. They don't do that. They stay alone in one place. Why? The answer was there in the previous verse. If your mind is attracted in thoughts, words or deeds, all these things, even a thought is putting you backwards in time you are creating a karma even by thinking of our person just imagine a person is sitting in the himalayas and he is doing om and all that and he is thinking you know i had a girlfriend back then in the year 1947 huh she was so nice then she ditched me Sir, you are sitting in the Himalayas, you are supposed to be doing Om. what are you doing? You are thinking about somebody else, the person must have gone and disappeared from life and yet your mind is dwelling on a subject which you are not even supposed to dwell. That person is not there, no, in front of you. Is that person there? You may say the person is not there. But if the person is not there, why is your mind attracted towards that object? Comes in my dreams, you know. know, Comes in your dreams, that's why you are attracted. That is deliberate action. Don't you see your mind is creating illusions. It is itself unreal. It is creating illusions. So don't dwell on that subject. You are a Swamiji sitting in the Himalayas. Why are you still dwelling in that subject? Don't dwell on the subject. Ramakrishna Paramahansa gave a very simple answer for this kind of things. When you have certain desire, you know, desire of some object, he says, take that desire only once, only once. Suppose you just want to eat corner house ice cream. Okay. You will say, okay, go eat that. What is that chocolate? Something heart attack or something like that. You go eat that once. After that, drop it. Drop this subject. Just taste it once and now say, after this, I will never touch this subject again. That means you have given up. That means no karmas are going to happen after that. Otherwise, remember that next life, you will be brown color person, like a chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, of course, you will be born in one of those, you know, third world countries, like a coffee, you know, cocoa pod or something like that. (laughs) Doesn't that sound stupid? It's a joke. Okay. Come back to the subject. It simply means that you may be anywhere. Don't dwell on the subject. Especially connected to any person which is attracting you or repulsing you. Don't even think of that subject. Forget about talking Forget about, you know, seeing that person. Don't even dwell on it. It should not be in your sight. Otherwise, it is going to cause a misery to every person. The man of self-control should avoid and keep a safe distance. Coronavirus, worse than that. So all those people whom you are attracted or repulsed by, Think of themselves as coronavirus, COVID 19. Stay away. Stay away from them. Don't even dwell on them. Don't even take their name. Don't even say anything. And even if it comes to your mind, I hate that person. Don't even say that words and bring them to your mind. If you are, even for one second, if you bring them to your mind, you are going to be lost in them in your next or maybe I don't know how many lives later. Again you will have to meet them. And they will do the same to you. So how many lifetimes after that you will keep on meeting them? Forever, isn't it? Why you want to do that? Like I said, you can be even Malrama. Uh, you can be even Sudarshana. Doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. You may be a gopi from Vrindavana. Okay. Sorry. There is no chance. If you have read the scriptures and if you know the stories, you will find that every person, a person like Tulsi, she has to be born and she has to get married to a demon. Tulsi is otherwise Krishna's wife. But she has to be married to a demon. Think. Why would she want to do that and to be married to the demon means you have to again come to life again and again and again and again because a demon is never going to leave you. Because you are going to think about the demon constantly and the demon is going to think of you constantly and both of you are going to be together forever and ever and ever like that. So when do you think you will be with Krishna again? Never. After the pralaya, after the last finish, the last D end, maybe after that. No idea. So the idea is to dwell on Krishna right here and now. So he says, keep away from the company of women slash men. Those associated with the latter and what is he now going to do? Sit in a secluded and a congenial place. Sit in a secluded and a congenial place. Stay away from these troubled items or things. Now, how many of you have actually gone back to your alma mater? You know, when you go back to your school or your college, you will be like, hey, so nice I studied here for so many years and the teacher will look at you are you not this person and you will say oh he is still the same you know you think you have changed <laughs> so this association and going back to the same thing is not right Remember Krishna's story. You know Krishna, he never went back. Never went back. When he left Vrindavan, he went to Mathura. Okay? He never went back to Vrindavan. Though he had million girlfriends over there. Gopis they are called. And primary gopi, Radha. He never went back there. From Mathura, he went to Dwaraka. It is like that. If you dwell on the subject, you are going to be lost in the subject. So move away from that place and go to a secluded place. You know, I am very happy that there are lots of people who live alone. They are not afraid of coronavirus because they have been, uh, you know, bitten by the virus many years ago in their life. They have been staying alone. They love to stay alone now. And if another person comes, you know, that becomes an imposition. Just imagine you are staying alone. And now I want you to even think for a minute. Your mother comes in your house to stay with you. You know, one day you will tolerate, two days you will tolerate, three days you will be. uh, Fourth day you will say, when is she going back? The fifth day, I have got work to do. I am not going to be home till late in the night. You see, you can tolerate your mother or your father just for one or two days. After that, you are going to get upset because please remember this. You have lived alone now. Okay, And to stay in your father or your mother's company again and again I am telling you this or your husband's company if you have stayed alone ah, it is going to be very tough. So now you understand solitary you know nowadays they are saying you know coronavirus what is to some people it's a boon and to some people it's a bane to whom it is a bane you know they have to see their wife every day. The people who have to see their wife every day and to see their children every day, for them it's a pain in the rear. Because they say, you know, this is the person I was trying to avoid going to work. And now they have to see the person every day. That is the problem. So, coronavirus on one side has created something and on the other side, there are people who are not able to go back to their families. They are in the first day, they might have I want to see my mommy, I want to see my husband, I want to see my this one and I want to see my that one. They did that. And then later on, what happened? After 10 days of coronavirus, they are very happy. Good riddance to bad rubbish. You know why? You know the amount of trouble that I have with these people in my life it's painful. So they are very happy because they have to stay deliberately they have to stay away. Those who are on the path of spiritual you see please understand they love to stay alone. They are bitten by coronavirus called spirituality. That's a bigger virus than that. They love to stay alone. It is always better. Dispassion and detachment is a subject which can be taught. You have relationships in this world because you have no choice. The choices are not there. Attraction, the power of attraction is there. It attracts two people. A girl will say, I want to get married. A boy will say I want to get married and tomorrow when the marriage happens and after that. The problem is this this is called it's not love. It is called infatuation. A love is unconditional. Please remember this. Unconditional love means the other person has to accept the way you are and you have to accept the other person the way they are. Which never happens. It never happens in life. We don't want to accept the other person. The man will not accept the woman as she is, and the woman will never accept the man as he is. She wants to change him, he wants to change her. And it is a part and parcel of this life. So, better to stay away. Sit in a secluded and a congenial place, ever alert. Always be alert. Do not allow the thoughts also to come. Ever alert and be lost in me. No other association causes so much misery and bondage as that of association with women and men and those who are associated with them. Now this is something which I have to explain. Let us say you are getting married to a person. A man is getting married to a woman and a woman is getting married to a man. You know, meet the family. Uh-huh. If it's a girl getting married to a man, a, a man, you know what is happening? You know, when you meet my father and mother, you know, please understand, they are completely off their rockers. They have no brains, you know. Please don't mind them. Or if the boy is getting married, he thinks that his father and mother are the ultimate destination in the world. You know, my father is the best guy. My mother is the best woman. And when she meets that girl, oh, you're so nice, you know. And after 10 meetings, I don't want to be with you. Because this is how the world has been created. Please understand. Two monkeys can stay together for a certain amount of time. After that, they want to fight. So this happens. And you are just not marrying a person. You are marrying an entire family. All those idiosyncrasies of those people are going to come to you. So if a man is getting married, he is marrying the entire idiotic family of that girl. And if the girl is getting married to the man, you are getting married to the entire idiotic family of the boy. And both are not worth talking about. See, you can you can, you know, you can bear one person, you know, in your life, but to bear an entire family is, you understand? Think about it. Like you are a foreigner, you are a Japanese girl getting married to an Indian man. Think about it. I mean, just imagine. Or a Chinese girl. Getting married to an Indian man. Peer chuo. Mere Mummy ke per chuo. Mere papa ji hai. Isko pranam karo. Usko pranam karo. Think about this Japanese girl or the Chinese girl. You think she understands all those things. Dal rice khao I'm used to eating something else. And here you are giving me dal rice. You know chapati it doesn't gel and now think about going to all those family members it is not easy likewise think about it how can these two worlds gel but this happens because of the power of attraction or repulsion i told you that and it is all there because of all this and it is all unreal everything is unreal Don't ever think that it is real. So this association also brings a lot of other associations. So suppose you have a friend. You make friends with some person in the company. You joined a new company. You make friends with that person. That person will introduce to another, to another, to another and it goes on and that circle becomes your circle very soon. And if they are used to smoking weed, well, then Urta Punjab is very much likely, isn't it? Urta Punjab. Uh, So your life is going to become Urta Punjab very soon. Because association with one person means association with the entire world of that person. So this association needs to be cut. So dispassion and detachment is necessary. Do you think I am advising that a person should not get married or the person should not associate? This is not what Krishna is saying. Please remember this. This is a rider over here. It says if you get married, if you get associated with a friend, if you are in connect with someone, Detachment is necessary and dispassion is necessary. Don't keep on dwelling on the subject forever. Do you get what I am saying? Dwelling on the subject. Physically you might be married. But dwelling on the subject is happening with the other body. It is called mind. Think. The mind is very funny. If the mind is going to tell you why does he want to do that? You are going to be dwelling in the mind. Marriage is break down because of the mind talk. Not because of physical problems or physical issues. It is because the mind speaks too much. So please do not allow your mind to talk. And consider this whole world as unreal. Krishna has never said don't get married, don't get associated with people or do anything like that. He says yes, you can be in their company. You can still be in their company unless and until you want to become a sannyasi. Okay, sannyasis are different exception to the rule. But you want to be, you can be in front of the object which is attracting or repulsing you in your past. But that object should not disturb your equanimity of mind. Did you understand? So, never lose the equanimity of mind is what he is saying. And he is never advising that you shouldn't marry. Because Krishna himself was married. Ram was married. Isn't it? They have been in their company. But they were never to that object no attachment of any sort you can live in that world you can be in that world but don't get attached to that object because if you are going to attach to that object you are going to fail miserably because if that object doesn't do as per your desire you are not going to like it got it so be in the company with other people, not you shouldn't be, you should be, but do not get attached to any object or and become dispassionate about it. This is the meaning of the words. So next week when we start, I am going to teach you all a certain methodology. This methodology is extremely important. Okay, so we are going to do a different set of chapter at that time, a different thing It is connected to number one, pranayama, number two, meditation, number three, kundalini yoga. So these subjects are going to be spoken about. So join me next week and I will see you all then. Take care. Have a very good weekend and a week ahead. But don't go out anywhere. Bye.